So it's it's not known when Roscommon was established as a, an absolute separate county, but in August 1283, uh, a man called John de Sandford was given various lands in Ireland, including one, um, and he 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 was he was given a, what was called a moiety, uh, in other words, a knight. He was a knight, yes. and it, that would have obliged him to do suit to the king's county of Roscommon. So, in other words, he he would be responsible for sending revenue from Roscommon. So, Roscommon was actually mentioned as a separate, distinct entity in 1283. Now, if the county existed before 1283, yeah. then you'd expect revenues from the area to be entered at the exchequer yes, yes. under the Roscommon account. But we find that rent for Roscommon domains and at loan pontage paid in 1296 uh, under the County Connacht scheme. And, so uh, 12... Jerry, uh, the, the actual, uh, you know, you can understand that on one side of the county uh, it's the Shannon is a natural border, but how are the other, uh, uh, you know, borders decided or the shape of the county well, or whatever? They, they would have gone back to the five royal contreds that were there already. Okay. And these were these were kind of areas that had been divided up by the Irish before the arrival oh, of, right. okay. of okay. the Anglo-Normans, such as... Because it's an unusual shape, yeah. Roscommon. It's, it kind of sticks yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. It, yeah. There had been... There had been areas that had been divided up by the Irish themselves and had been given names, such as right. Omany, Tiermany, yes. Moyai, and, as we said, the Three Tours and Moylerg. So... The boundaries, their boundaries to the west, That's would have right. been incorporated in to the to, to the county of Roscommon, where the Shannon dispensed with the need to do anything on that side because it was a natural boundary or a natural border on the east side. Um, so um, the 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 new the, the new county Roscommon, which came about in the twelve eighties or whatever. It wasn't universally recognised. It wasn't like now where you have a you pass an act and you say this is what it is and right. and that's it. But even in the twelve nineties and after, people were unsure where Connacht, the rest the rest of of the of the county stopped and Roscommon began. You know things weren't exact back then. We didn't have any really good mapping system. Right. Okay. No yeah, yeah. There were no satellites and there was nothing to. You know it was all kind of um, no Google Maps. No. That's right. But yeah. I, I, we go back to a man we heard about earlier, maybe to try and explain. In 1292, various documents were presented uh, regarding an embezzlement by a man called William of Preen. Oh, yes, we came across him before. Yeah. We came across him before. He was a king's carpenter at Roscommon and Rindun Castles, and he was he was on the fiddle. He was, stealing, he was right. stealing nails, and he was stealing this and that, and he was claiming for work that wasn't done and for people who didn't exist and but anyway there was a there was um uh, he, he there was a case taken against him by the crown for for embezzlement in 1292 and at that time the document that set out the charges against him <laughs> mentioned Roscommon Castle as being in County Connacht now okay <laughs> we we would never use that term County Connacht so you can see that even up into the 1290s uh, there was a there was a grey area as to where the Roscommon was a county in its yes, own yes. right, or it was <clears throat> in the county county Connacht. But in any event, in twelve ninety seven, um, in Rindon Rindon Castle, um, the counts were paid to the Dublin Exchequer via the county Connacht uh, uh, account as account, well. Yeah, so yeah. twelve ninety seven, almost up into the thirteen hundreds, 
it was still being uh, uh, described yeah. as County Connacht. Yeah. <clears throat> so the, the administration of County Roscommon was difficult at the best of times, uh, mainly because of the power of the O'Connors. And in about 1305, in around that, an inquisition of 25 jurors, including three from Roscommon, concluded that uh, ever since 1265, the justiciars, that's the king's uh, ambassador that yes. were or king's governor general in Dublin, had been powerless to enforce their will on the O'Connors in the three northern cantreds of Roscommon. Right, and they right. recommended that Richard, Richard de Borgo uh, or Earl Richard de Borg should be granted these royal cantreds in exchange for a hundred uh, pieces of land Elsewhere, elsewhere, and, right? Okay. You no, know, little, little action was taken. But in what happened then was in May 1315, Edward Bruce landed in Ireland, and he began a war, and that rocked the English colony and heralded the beginning of the end of the medieval county of Roscommon. Right. So at first, Richard de Bourgh, the, the Red Earl of Ulster, and Phelim O'Connor went into Ulster to defeat the Scots. But when Rory O'Connor made alliance with Edward Bruce, it, it opened the door to civil war in Roscommon. Okay. And Richard de Borg abandoned his Ulster possessions and he headed for Roscommon to salvage something something from the bitter O'Connor War. Right. So the war in Roscommon, um, you know, it hit the English settlements hard and uh, defending the county was difficult. And in the ensuing turmoil, the county was run without a, a sheriff. There was nobody in charge until 1320. Right. So in addition to the O'Connell Civil War, the McDermott's of Moylerg and the O'Kelly's of Omany, or we'd probably say Hymany, were also at war with each other. And there was there was very bad weather during that period, and there was also a famine. And that right. added to the okay. trouble. So by 1318, the English government in Ireland recognised that the old county of Roscommon, as it was, was unmanageable. So in March 1318, uh, the county it was um, it was reduced in size, and Cahill O'Connor, another O'Connor, he was granted full control of the three northern cantreds. Okay. Now, so after that, then County Roscommon grew increasingly marginalised, with the uh, a recognisable county structure became harder to see. And in 1333, the Ashita reported that he would collect nothing from the land held by a man called Nicholas de Exeter in County Roscommon because okay. the O'Connors occupied the lands. And by 1335, there was no sub or This was a collector of taxes operating in the county of Roscommon or Connacht. And in 1340s, in the 1340s, Roscommon and Rindoon castles had fallen to the Irish. Right. So it's likely that the royal county of Roscommon, royal because the king administered it, had seized about the same time and County Connacht continued to exist in the government records in 1351, and much later in 1450, but no mention of County Roscommon. So if County Roscommon had a fully functioning structure at county and cantred level, it could have attracted... Um, you know, other Gaelic families yes, to give yes. their loyalty yeah, to the yeah. new county. But with, with the general decline of English power in Ireland and the growth of O'Connor authority, um, it, it, it wouldn't have survived that. So that that was the medieval county of Roscommon, and it lasted, you know, re- relatively short period of time from from up to the to up, up to about 1450. Right. 
for the from the 1300s. We can see that it was made up originally of the five cantreds, and they were hard to uh, administer. So that the the, the medieval county of Roscommon uh, ceased then, and after that, then efforts were put in place to consolidate in later years and the shape of the county as we know it as Roscommon uh, took shape. 